Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera, coming to you, as always, from high atop Ty Rivera Studios, a.k.a. Casa de Bijou. Our guest today is the lovely Miss Jasmine Lee. <laughs> What's up, Jasmine? Good morning, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You were late today. <sighs> And it wasn't because I was black. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so that answers that. I don't have to ask how you identify. Black is how you identify. Yeah, it's because I have black friends that don't know how to act. <laughs> it wasn't me. So it's not because you're black. It's because someone else is black. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, L.A. does stuff to you. And sometimes you have to crash on people's couches. So I'm crashing on my homegirl's couch. I won't blow her up right now because, you know, she might hate me for it. But her and her boyfriend just can't get right. So they decided to wake up at 3.37 a.m. to be exact and start yelling and going back and forth and all this other shit. So I was forced to wake up. And I'm sitting here trying to watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to drown them out. Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's what I, I have a problem. Up. Atlanta, but not Beverly Hills. I know, Come I know, on I know. Now. Atlanta, I'm caught up on Atlanta. All right. But um, I'm not caught up on Beverly Hills. And I was trying to drown out the fighting. <laughs> but I ended up having to get involved. And I've, I've, I'm always the third wheel in like every friendship I have. So I've dealt with this before. And she's like, call the police. And I'm like, look. Do you really want me to call the police? Because I'm not going to be the one to do your dirty work. Like, yeah. if I call the police, he shouldn't be here tomorrow. And I'm sure he's probably there right now. So, yeah. Uh, so you, you did call the police? I didn't call the police because I knew she wasn't ready. If she was ready for me to call the police, then she would have came and took my phone and called the police. Yeah. And not told me to do it. And I'm, I, I've just been here before. But... It, <laughs> Man, guys definitely are bitches. I'll just say that. Guys are little girls. And it's crazy that they act like women. And it's because I date women, I'm sitting there like, he transformed into a woman for a second. And that's that's what he, he has like a woman's mentality right now. Like they, they switched roles. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He went full on lady. Full on lady. He, <laughs> he fucking grew a clitoris. He had double D's. He was full on bitch. Full on. <laughs> had his nails done. Yeah, man. He had a full French manicure. Everything. Oh, that's hilarious. Literally. I saw him transform. like, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, well, at least I'm the same way with that. It's like, when you're ready to call the police, you call the police. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I'm not calling the police yours unless you're actually getting beat. Exactly, and then y'all are going to be friends literally two seconds later, and I'm going to look like You're the bad one. guy. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're the bad guy. Then both of them are looking at you crazy, and you're like, okay, Been I don't have time times. for this. Yeah, I don't, too many times. not getting involved. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. So you ended up getting some sleep, and then uh, this morning, <laughs> you woke up later, than you wanted to took the train over mm -hmm. here yeah i'm lucky i live right by you the live train right by, i thought you were gonna be a lot further because my friend lives like in the valley but you know she was up thank god thank god so she took him to the uh train station and i and it took out a lot of time because otherwise it would take me probably an hour and 10 minutes but it took me like 30 minutes well you're here now and i'm glad for that I'm glad too. <laughs> this is one of my favorite um my favorite ways to meet people because i know you from the scene but just barely like mm -hmm. we just met and uh i saw you originally uh well i saw you one time you helped out with the wave Oh, yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever remembered seeing you was when I saw you. And you also run um, WTF Wednesdays yes. at uh, the next stage. 
Theater. Yeah, Next Stage Theater. I started comedy at the Next Stage Theater, actually. How long have you been doing comedy now? Uh, two years, as of uh, December 2nd. <laughs> so, well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, two and, years. Yeah, that was the first day I did open mic. My first actual show was January 26th, but I, I officially started doing comedy in secret December 2nd. You know, when you first start, you don't want to tell anybody. But um, yeah, I did start comedy at the Next Stage Theater. How it happened is just because I'm, you know, a spoiled bitch and I had burned my foot at work because I'm always doing something to myself. What did you do? Spill something? Um, I'm a chef and someone put hot water where it shouldn't have been. And <sighs> someone asked me to pass him a pan. And originally I said no. Mm-hmm. And then a little piece of me was like, no, just do it. So I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I like pick the pan up and the water falls through my shoe and I have this big ass third degree burn on my whole foot like I can never be a foot model now and which was what you moved out for was to be to be a, a foot, foot model, model. yeah you know, and now ruined my career uh, it's fucking you know people don't get it they don't get it and that's why I was mad about my, my my head chef I'm like I can never be a foot model now do you not understand that and yeah then, I moved out here to be a foot model and now here I am no reparations this burnt ass foot yeah so my foot no was burnt <laughs> <laughs> my foot was burnt and I couldn't, we used to go to uh, Mel's every day after uh, after improv class, which is a free improv class, Next Stage Theater, 8 p.m. plug, if you want to get your improv on. We used to go to Mel's Diner after improv, and I couldn't walk. So everyone was getting ready to go over to Mel's Diner for open mic, and I was like, I got to do something. Everyone's about to leave me. So I went to the owner of the, uh, of the, the, theater and I was like hey can I do open mic here tonight you know because I can't go to I didn't even tell him why I was just like can I do open mic here tonight and he Mm -hmm. was like I mean if you can get people together and I was like all right and got like there was 15 of us no mic got us together did an open mic then he was like you know maybe you should just start doing you know weekly open mic so the first two show the first two we didn't have a mic and then um someone saw what I was doing and bought equipment pretty much for the theater that I could use. And then I started doing Monday. Then I started doing WTF Wednesdays. And then other people started seeing comedy being done there. So then they got on. So now there's comedy every night at the Next Stage Theater. So you're the one that started the stand-up at yes, Next I Stage. Yes, I did. I started nice. the stand-up Well, there. thank you, because I love Boys Club. Yeah, I started Mondays. Boys Club. I gave it over to Daniel Moquin. Yeah, I yeah. love Boys Club, and I love WTF Wednesdays yeah, as man. well. Those it's are cool. two of my uh, the shows or the mics that I like to hit. But see, like those are mics, but... I almost consider them shows because they both get good audience. Yes, like you we guys both, get yeah. people in there. Yeah, um, yeah. The Monday one, it was so crazy because I really I had to give it up because I was I had gotten a job, which I got fired from. Sucks, but anyway. I had to give it up because I got in a job and I really you know, that's that was like my baby. It was the first thing that I did. So I really didn't want to give it to Moquin, but he he uh guest hosted maybe two straight months without asking me to like take it over without trying to take it over so i was just like you know what it's time for me to just let it go yeah sometimes and that's the best they took it and you know they kept it going so i i, I love that and i i love that i was walking um trying to figure out what mic i was going to go to and someone was like oh you should go to boys club at the next station there and i just like started cheesing because i'm like wow <laughs> <laughs> You're like I started that exactly You're not telling me exactly giving me my news exactly <laughs> I was like oh is this the new spot that you're telling me about but 
Yeah, shout out to Boys Club. Love yeah, love I it. love Daniel and Everett. They're great. Yeah, they're a, they're a good match. It's fun. And so uh, you moved here from, you said Miami? I moved here from Miami. Yeah. And is that where you're originally from? No, I I'm, I'm, was born in Maryland, lived in New York till I was 13, then Tallahassee, Florida until I was 24, and then Miami until what, 26? I moved here at 26 maybe. I think I moved here at 26. So, yeah. so you're 28 now? No, I'm 29. 29. I've almost been here three years. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then the next time I saw you, after I saw you on the wave, or the next notable time, I should say, I saw you, because of course we'd see each other hanging yeah. out or whatever, but um, was when I was watching Roast Battle from my phone. I was watching on Periscope. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and you were battling Courtney great battle yeah i love courtney she's so great i honestly i just um am starting to get to know courtney i did her hot chicks aren't funny podcast and we had a really good talk i really i really liked her after that because before i just kind of saw her around and i actually challenged her because i felt like her personality met mine a little bit and i only want to challenge you know cute girls because you know usually oh it's a hot girl she's gonna win or oh it's a hot girl she's gonna lose but you know if you fight each other yeah if it's hot girl on hot girl then and it makes a good battle good eye candy i love it that that battle of courtney was really really fun yeah no you guys were great for anybody listening at home that's courtney banks and her podcast is called hot chicks aren't funny so if you guys get a chance check that out uh and then at uh roast battle jeff ross saw you Yes. So because uh, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm going to tell you real quick that night uh, Jasmine just came on 100 percent personality. Yeah. And the jokes were there, too. But like the personality, what was was what I noticed at first, like you just got on, you started dancing with the wave, uh, your hair was done. You looked good. You were ready that night. I was, I was, I was full on ready. I prepared, you know, hard for that battle because it, 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 I, I could put myself into it. It was a fun, it was a fun challenge. Um, and you know, everyone when I said I was battling Courtney, I was like, oh, it's gonna be a good battle. So like them, everyone saying that just you know hyped me up more. But I didn't know that that night would like. I mean, it it gave me my first huge TV credit. Like, I never, I saw Jeff Ross plenty of times, obviously. We see him all the time. He's never spoke to me, not once. Yeah. Not even on some, like, oh, he's Hollywood type thing. Just he just never noticed Mm -hmm. to speak to me. And I'm pretty damn noticeable. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. So um, after that night, and, and the whole reason I did the roast battle was to be like, hey, I'm Jasmine, look at me. Because I felt like, it's very hard to really break into the comedy world. And if you're new, you're not really getting that much time. So uh, you're getting maybe three minutes here, five minutes here. So no one really knows if you're funny or not, if you you know can hang or not. No one really knows that. The roast battle is a way to show your personality. Yeah, and you're in L.A., which L.A., a lot of people don't really have a full grasp. Uh, there's a lot of hot girls here, yeah. and there's a lot of funny people here, so it really is hard to stand out oh, in yeah. L.A. I mean, yeah. like, no matter what you look like, it's just like, okay, here there's another are. one. Yeah, go mm-hmm. in the pile over here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, and, uh, yeah, Jeff saw me, and he came up to me. He bought me a drink that night, and he was just like, wow, I've never I've never seen you before. And da, da, da. I think it, it, it was just I had the green storm wig going on. Mm-hmm. I was a black chick. They're like, who is this girl or whatever? So I was just like, it, it, I felt like I had won a Super Bowl that night. 
I really did. And then um, I went to New York for 10 days, like literally right after that battle. Um, took a break, didn't do comedy at all. Came back refreshed to get a phone call from Comedy Central. Nice. Yeah, I literally was unpacking my suitcase. And Brian Moses hit me up and he was like, hey, what's your number? And I'm like, Moses never talks to me, but okay. <laughs> and I gave him my number and then he was just like, oh, come by the roast battle tonight. And I was like, I was really confused. Because like I said, like, not that he doesn't talk to me because he doesn't talk to me, but we just never have a conversation. So the fact that Brian Moses was telling me to come to the com I mean to the comedy store, I was like, oh, all right. And then I got the call and I literally was like, did this just fucking happen? Like I was outside in the street screaming, telling my mom. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, call me, call me. And we're just both sitting there like, ah! I know, I'm sorry, babies. <laughs> Don't and worry then, about her. Uh, I think the best part of that whole experience was how fast my family came together to make sure that I had everything I needed for the show. Like I'm the second oldest of seven and I'm the black sheep. So me and my family, we don't always see, we never see eye to eye pretty much more yeah. times than not. We don't. So, and, um, one of my problems is that my mom, doesn't make time to come to stuff that I do. And like, I remember in high school, she was in law school. So she like, didn't come to any of my cheerleading games and stuff like that. So the fact that I told her this and she was like, Oh, I'll be in Atlanta. And my grandma's like sending me money so I can get an outfit and hair and everything. I got everything done. Like I had my whole glam squad in my family. And That's I was like, so awesome. great. And you already shot it. Yeah. It was in Atlanta. It okay. was super fun. Uh, I looked amazing. I, they pretty much they put me on the show for personality and to look good, and I did that. So yeah, and who did you battle? Candace Thompson, okay. a veteran. And are you allowed to say how it went? Or are you... I don't know if we, I can say it on the podcast, but I can tell you after. After, okay, yeah, that show. that's that's even better. We don't want to uh, ruin it for the yeah, viewers. Yeah, too bad you guys don't get to hear at home. Yeah, but yeah. it was really fun. Um, I wish I would have met Candace before the battle, but I didn't. So that was cool. Uh, and it was just a, it was a learning experience. Uh, once the cameras and stuff are there, you're just kind of like a little piece of you is freaking out. And I think that my my personality is so big that people didn't realize that I was like shitting my pants on the inside. Like I was not a full 100 percent Jasmine uh -huh. that night. But people were still like, oh, you did well. And I'm like, OK, now if I could have got the full Jasmine out there, that would have been bomb. But. Yeah, and Candace Thompson, I love her. I yeah. mean, she's been my friend for a long time. I remember when she first started coming to the Bliss Cafe, which was a mic that doesn't even exist anymore. The coffee shop is still there, Fountain and Vine. But, uh, yeah, that's where I met Candace, and she used to hang out with a girl named Joyelle. I don't know either, but she's a beast of a writer. Yeah, she's great. I really like her. So you just had to write jokes, basically surface jokes. Is that what it was? Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, the thing is, everyone loves Candace. So it was very hard for me to get any, you know, juicy stuff on her. So that that was fun. It, literally everyone I talked to was like, oh, no, no, yeah, I'm going to stay out of it. Oh, you know I'm what? Gonna I'm going to tell you, I've known Candace for years. It's not like we're besties or anything, but I've known her for years. And I don't really know how much dirt there is because she's just such a good girl. And yeah, yep. she really is just one of those girls that is like, you know, 
one day she's going to find some, you know, hot man that actually is worth the fuck. Yeah. And she's going to be married forever. This yeah. is what I imagined for Candace, you know? Well, that's a big part of her comedy. She talks about how she's supposed to be like the good girl. You know, she comes from a two family home and they just have more privileges than us single parent home folks. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're single parent? Uh, half and half. Like, uh, my mom. She, uh, yeah, what, pretty much majority of my life it was single parent. Like, my father was there, and then he kind of just, like, disappeared. I'm actually meeting him next month, which is pretty crazy. But um, for the most part of most I can remember, my mom was, like, a single family mom. And it was crazy because when she ended up getting married to my stepfather, we moved to Florida. So that's all they knew. They looked at us as, like, a fairy tale family because you know there were seven kids parents still married and all that other good stuff and we just kind of had to live with that whole just kind of pretend yeah yeah this, it's is, kinda this is what it is <laughs> we were just like yeah and they'd be like oh when your parents get married and i'd be like anybody want some juice like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? i don't even know <laughs> the year that you know we didn't even come up with a fake year uh, of when you know like... they got married because we put we we were like this we were the Cosby family pretty much. Yeah, you well you're uh, kind of fortunate it sounds like just in the way that like you've gotten to sample some actual stuff because you've um, gotten to live in you said Virginia. No Maryland, I was born. Maryland, New York, um, Florida, mm -hmm. and now LA. I know. So and yeah. I've lived in three of the hottest cities. So that's that's exactly what I was thinking because you said uh, Miami because I know you said Tallahassee as well, which yeah, I performed yeah. in Tallahassee and that's kind of where'd you do? Uh, it, it was some arena. It was for Dope Stadium. Was it a Florida State? Probably. I don't know. It was for Gabriel Iglesias, and I can't remember. It was like a huge, huge arena, though. It was big. They drove. We only me have the one. Is that? If it was in Tallahassee, unless they took you somewhere else. Um, it had to be Gene Cox Stadium because that's literally the only place. Or the Civic Center. Oh, the Civic Center. Civic Center. Center. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Civic Center. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And so now uh, you've been, have you been in contact with Jeff Ross since? Are you guys homies now? Or uh, we're, we, I don't have the personal number yet, but we are homies. Uh, Jeff Ross, honestly, is an amazing person. Like, you can see that he genuinely just wants to see people succeed. Like, he's not like, he's not looking at us like, ooh, a paycheck. Like, he's literally looking at us like, okay, I'm a part of molding these comics into being you know better when i when i oh damn i almost uh you know yeah when i um that last battle i did that sucked uh that i did last week after that i was just like oh you know i just don't want to disappoint you he's like oh no you know you looked good and you're out here doing it so there's no disappointment like he's He's just like a godfather of roast battle. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's really, he really cares. Yeah, well, he's really helped to revive the comedy scene. I mean, like, it was already starting to get momentum, you know, again. But, like, what he's done with roast battle mm -hmm. and the way he's even just attached himself to that. And now it's on Comedy Central. And you're going to be on Road to Roast Battle. Yes, uh... The Atlanta episode. I mean, the Atlanta episode. I don't. He said it's either going to be the second or third week in January. I'm not sure yet, and I'm not sure where I'm going to watch it because <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it at the comedy store or if I want to watch it alone. Or because you know you don't know what they're going to pick to put out there, and you don't know like how this is going to be my first time that people can actually critique me. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, like, you should watch it at the store because here's the thing with um 
comics like real comics you know the open micers are the open micers or whatever sometimes they're shady but like comics are always happy to see each other doing well and so just you being on there is doing well yeah and when it comes to roast battle even on the tuesday night you know which is the weekly uh we don't really like i mentioned you and courtney banks doing your battle i don't remember who won I yeah, just, I just remember, remember it was, it was good. good. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all you remember when it when it comes to Rose Battle. It's just like what's good and what's not, you know? I mean, like, and the ones that suck, I don't really remember those. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like in a shady way. It's just kind of like, why would you remember it yeah. wasn't good, you know? That's true. It's just, you know, it. I come from, like, a perfectionist type of family. So it's like, to me, it's like, you know, I always want to be doing the best possible. But, you know... Roast battles, sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some, but they're fucking, it's like just an adrenaline, adrenaline I can never say the word right. Adrenaline? Adrenaline, what is it? <laughs> adrenaline? Adrenaline. Adrenaline rush. <laughs> there you go. Like, it, it, comedy is anyway, but when you're going and you're battling somebody, like, I love sports, I'm very competitive, so just the whole... My like when you're preparing for a roast, like I literally make these people my enemies. You know what I'm saying? They didn't do anything to me. I just I'm real petty anyway. So I just literally <laughs> I like that you own it. You're like I'm, I'm real, real petty. petty. <laughs> so I just like mm, I don't like the way her pinky nail looks. So we're not cool right now. We're not cool right now. So great. So that's pretty awesome. I have some cool ones coming up too. So oh, you've got some first roast battle of the year will be against Leah Lamar. Okay, and I am fucking looking forward to it we were supposed to actually battle uh on the 8th but they were filming so they you know postponed it and now so this is going to be our rebattle which i think the first battle of the year is fucking awesome yeah to be in so no that's great and are you guys friends um we're not not friends okay we're not not friends um i honestly don't really hang out with the chicks like that i'm really trying to now i i kind of hang out with the guys just because girls don't really like me unless I'm, you know, smashing them, to be honest. Now, that's what I want to get to. Because <laughs> <laughs> you they, identify as bisexual or are you full okay, on lesbo? <laughs> oh, God. Labels, labels, labels. <laughs> I don't think I like penis enough to be considered bi. I'll okay. say that. But, you know... When people ask me, I usually just don't answer. I let them come up with their own answer. Moses, for some reason, keeps introducing me as bi before I, I go on the stage, and I just haven't fought it because it's like, is it to the point where I'm like, no, I can't be bi? But it's like, I don't I don't like men enough to be considered bi. But, you know, I, I, I have dabbled and, and will dabble if, you know. <laughs> The dab is right, shall I say. <laughs> and this is an exclusive for you because I honestly just make everybody think that that's, they have no chance because it's just easier in the comedy world to do that. Yeah. But now that I kind of have like a name for myself, you know, I feel like I get more respect. So I don't really have to like be like oh no just go away dicks like i'm not afraid of them or anything i just you know rather not yeah if it doesn't interest well unless uh, I it guess takes unless a special penis yeah exactly yeah it unless it's very, something with special very good head skills yeah there's no yeah i get it because that's that i'm, I'm not, if, if i if i like a guy it's not for his penis yeah and being a cute girl have you had a lot of um like creepy guys in the comedy scene honestly the creepiest guys that I've had have been in New York 
because I feel like in LA, uh, because I, I don't know how people, everyone just knows I'm a lesbian, but no one really tries me anymore. Like, mm-hmm. no, none of the guys, they really like, they don't ever really like come and approach me or say anything to me inappropriately or anything like that. But when I was in New York, they were just like freaking staring at me, like with their mouths open, like drool might as well have fell out. And then this one guy, he was a real close talker. Mm-hmm. I hate close talkers. So do I. And I kept backing up. And he kept coming forward. And Nothing it's like, worse. finally, I had to be like, dude, you're too close. You know what I'm saying? It was no nice way to say it. But out here, I haven't really dealt with any creepy. I mean, people say shit. Thomas Easter's the worst. Some of his shit's funny. Some of his shit, I just want to stab him in his throat. But either way, he's not going to care. So it's like, why waste my breath getting angry at him? <laughs> yeah. And so you just, uh, what? so what do you do? Just stay, <clears throat> try to stay away from him or? Um,. It, I do. I only see him at Marty's and he's cool, but he just sometimes just gets inappropriate. So sometimes I could just check him and be like, all right, Easter, chill out. But, you know, most times it's funny because he'll say stuff that's so inappropriate, but it's the funniest pick line, pick up line ever that it's like I laugh and I'm like, OK, I'm laughing, but get the fuck away from me. Yeah, I'm laughing, but I'm not interested. Exactly. <laughs> that That's how it is. And I think that he would probably be the worst. Like, I know the funniest one at Chinadu, he likes to slip in like uh he slips in funny things. Like, I don't even think he's ever really serious, but he'll be like, be having a conversation. He'll be like, yes, yeah, so you're going to get addressed. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I'm not. And then he moves on. But no one has, like, I haven't felt, like, endangered by anybody out here. You know what? You mentioned Chinadu, and I've got to tell you, nobody looks more like a movie star to than me Chinadu? than Chinadu. Oh, he's a fucking leading man. Yeah, I just look at him, and I'm like, if Chinadu doesn't make it, nobody's Nobody going to. Would. He, he's just... It, it, he just, he looks, first of all, he looks like the guy that every mom wants to come home with their child. Uh-huh. Like every, I don't, I don't know if he's single or not, but if he is not, or y'all girls need to get on him because he, he's a catch and he's, he's a cool dude. He's like one of the um, comedians that actually like helps me out and like, you know, tags my jokes. And sometimes I'm frustrated. I don't know if you go to Marty's. No, I've been there maybe once. Marty's can be a frustrating place at times because sometimes you can get up there and no one's paying attention or sometimes you go up. You get bumped and go up after with Damon Wayne Jr. or something, and everyone just sat there and looked at him and tagged his jokes, and then you get up there and you're like, it's crickets. But he's one of the people that consistently, like, helped me out, and I actually used to watch him before I did comedy. Yeah, because at Marty's, which is an open mic in Hollywood, uh, you guys will actually tag each other's jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went one time, uh, well, I've been probably twice, and one of the times I was just like, yeah, I don't need you guys for that. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a family. It's it's Marty's family. We call it, and it's like a bunch of brothers that piss you off, but you love them anyway. And it's like I find myself saying, "F this dude. I'm never talking to him again." And the next day, a blunt gets lit up, and we're having a conversation. Well, that's the best thing about being a comic is mm. you can get into it, and then the next day you're just like, "Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, Whatever." I, I I have a couple of enemies though that you know. We all do. They fuck them. You want to discuss any of them? You know what I'm saying? I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I have two. And one of them I think we shared at one point. uh, Izzy. (laughs) Oh, Izzy. She uh, hates me. She's, you know, what I don't like about her is she's like tries to be kind of a a language police for people. (laughs) And she's not even really a comic. So it's just like, stay, uh, stay away. You're not really on the scene enough to be an issue. Oh, and, God. 
What'd she do to get on your nerves? Uh, well, she didn't do anything to me. You know, we just had a little thing. And, uh, oh, <laughs> Izzy's yeah. lesbian as well. Yeah. So actually she's bi, which I feel like the thing is that people look at me and they never think that I'm a quote unquote real lesbian. And I look at her and I think straight lesbian, like I can't imagine her having sex with any dudes. Like I try to picture it and I'm just like, Neh. uh, but yeah, we used to hang out, but you know, yeah, listen to my stand-up and you'll know how that went. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I can't yeah. wait to hear yeah. one of your sets now. Listen I get the gossip. Listen to my stand-up and you'll know how that went. And then the other girl, I don't. I, I, only reason I'm not going to say her name is just because she might, like, you know, jump off a ledge or some shit. But I just, I just don't like wishy-washy females. I realize now that I'm adult that I might have been a little mean girlish in high school. But I didn't realize it because I was always a part of the popular groups, but I was always the one that got picked on in the popular group. Uh-huh. Like I wasn't like a full on uh, screech, but you know that's that that's pretty much the, the role that I played. <laughs> yeah, that's you are ridiculous. You yeah. are not a screech at all. You do not I was look a screech. like a screech. In high school, I, I was a, so I was much. a lame. I was I was a weirdo, and I didn't know how to dress, but I thought I did. I had a big ass mouth. I had a huge New York accent, but I was cool enough to be with the cool kids. They were just kind of like, I don't know, maybe they, I didn't know that I was cute back then. That was the problem. Okay. That was the problem. And so I let people get away with a lot more because I didn't realize that they were hating on me. And I'd be like, if I would went to high school now, I'd probably be a bitch. Yeah. But at the a time you bitch. just didn't realize yeah, what I didn't you were realize sitting it. on. So I to didn't speak. realize it, but I don't like wishy-washy people with me. You know, it is what it is. You, you you may not love me, but I'm going to give you the same consistent Jasmine every time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to always have too much to say. I'm always going to be loud. I'm always going to be like, you're going to get a pretty consistent Jasmine unless I'm having a really off day. Some of these female comics, they want to talk to you one day when you're you're here. And then the next day they're with one of their little friends and they want to act like they don't know you. And I feel like we're all at the comedy store together. We're all sitting in the same row. None of us, we all, actually, I have more credits than you now. Thank you, Comedy Central. <laughs> but um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you acting like that? Like, there's no need. There's a lane for everybody. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very clear with people when they do that with me. Uh, they have one time that they can do it with me. Like, you talk to me, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Then the next time I see you and you don't talk to me, Still cool. You might be having an off day. But if I start noticing a pattern with you, like where and one thing I notice a lot of people will do is they won't talk to you unless you're hanging out with bigger comments. Yes. And so what I'll do for that is I'll let them know outright in front of like a, a comic that I know they're trying to impress just to add a little extra insult to it. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, you blow hot and cold with me. We're just cold. We don't yeah. talk anymore. Oh, and I had to do that. That's pretty much what happened the first time, you know. And I honestly usually don't give I'm, I've really been trying to change a lot about me being out here. I'm an amazing person. Yes. But I let a lot of shit get to me or I, I get attitudes. And some if someone does something to me, I go into full on attack mode Mm -hmm. and i'm trying not to do that out here just because it's so small and you know you never know who you're gonna need later on you don't want to make any you know bad impressions or or ruffle any feathers that don't need to be ruffled and so um with this particular girl i saw her she didn't speak usually we speak it's like hugs and everything she didn't speak 
but she spoke to the person and hugged the person next to me to the point where I went up to her and I was like, hey, do we have a problem? And she was like, oh, no. And I'm like, well, I spoke. She's like, oh, I spoke back. I guess you didn't hear me. All right, cool. Then she texts me the next day like, oh, I was having a really off day, blah, blah, blah. I was like, thank you so much for reaching out because I was honestly confused. Next time I see her, wishy-washy again, doesn't really want to speak. So then, and then on Facebook, she's wishy-washy. So I had already decided, okay, we're no longer cool. I see the girl, and I don't even, usually if I'm ignoring you, I'll make sure that you know that I'm ignoring you. Mm -hmm. But this time I didn't even, you know, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to ignore you. But we're in the green room, she comes in the back, y'all need to shut the fuck up, or y'all loud as fuck, whatever the hell she said, I already don't like you, so it's out of line. So we went back and forth, and then uh, pretty much the next morning, for some reason... I was like, I, I always can feel when someone blocks me on Facebook. I get a little fucking itch. I always know, Ty. I always know. So I'm like, you know, I felt like this bitch blocked me last night. Let me go and check. The I told Facebook you I'm petty. Sense. Dude, I'm petty. I have a Facebook sense. I go on there. Sure enough, I'm blocked. So then I sent a message. I can read it for you if you like. <laughs> it's still here. It's the nicest, nasty message. You got I've your ever. receipts ready. I've, I have my receipts. You know what I'm saying? So hilarious. This is, this is not a game. Oh, someone just watched my. Oh. Yeah, and the thing is, you know the difference when somebody's just having an off day and some when someone's actually serving oh, yeah. you shade. You know, oh, it's yeah. like, oh no, this is shade. I know what shade feels like. Yeah, and it's like you don't get that many. You don't get that many off days. All right, so I wrote and I quote, "You could have been an adult and stepped to me with an issue. Instead, you decided to be disrespectful. I chose to ignore your foolishness last night, but do not let it happen again." We work together, so make sure you're respectful so we won't have any issues. This will be the only time I tell you this. Good day. <laughs> First and final warning. And my mom was like, you're fucking retarded. Like, you said good day. Good day. <laughs> good day, good madam. day. <laughs> so then she calls me and tries. And this is the thing. I didn't even realize while I was on the phone with her because I guess I didn't want to make myself look too petty. Because she was like, oh, you know, is there a problem? And da, da 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 I didn't have a problem with you. Apparently, you have a problem with me. And I wanted to be like, well, why the hell did you block me? But I didn't want to look me look thirsty as if, like, I cared that much. And then she's like, yeah, well, I heard you called me a bitch. I said, I sure did because you were acting like a bitch. Yeah. And that I call her, I didn't call her a bitch. I said, you're acting like a bitch. Yeah, shoe fits. And the shoe fits where? Exactly. And when I got off the phone, I was like, I didn't even need to have that conversation because you blocked me on Facebook. So at the end of the day, you had a big enough problem to get on Facebook, type my name in and go to the block button. Yeah. And that is an actual effort. I had that conversation with somebody once where they were trying to act like I might have accidentally blocked you. No. And I was like, no, that's not it. Like we all anybody that's ever blocked somebody knows that you it takes an actual effort. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the page. You have to find and. Yeah. You can't just block. And it, it, it gives you time to, to think about it. Uh-huh. Facebook will ask you. Yeah. It are you sure? Right. Yeah. Like, are you sure you want to end this friendship? Once you block somebody on Facebook, your friendship's done. It's over. Like, I can have an argument with you, and I might unfriend you for the day, but if I block you, like, there's no coming back from that. That's, no. There's, it's a done deal. Yeah. That's a funny thing with me, too. Like, I tell people this all the time. Like, once I block you... It's cool if one day we become friends in real life again, but I'm not unblocking. No, them. there's not. There's no. Um, oh, I did unblock one person. Did you? I did. Yeah, I have. I miss them, them, and you know, and, and it's so funny. Like 
we randomly just all ended up in the same area today. Like it was a group of my non-comic friends and we all just kind of like me and the main girl got into an argument and everyone else just kind of like, you know, followed suit, I guess, because we were like the strongest personalities. And I needed a place to crash for these two weeks where until my apartment's ready. So I hit up one of the girls that was in the group and she secretly had started talking back to the girl that we had an argument with. She secretly started, you know, talking back to her. And so she didn't know that she was talking to me like the middle person didn't know. I didn't know she was talking to the girl I didn't like and she didn't know that she was talking to me. And so uh, Saturday we're sitting there and she just keeps bringing up the situation. And she's like, yeah, you know, I really feel like God wants us all to be back friends again. Like who knew you were going to have to stay with me for a couple weeks? I just feel like it's time. Da, da, da. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't think there's any coming back from the friendship, blah, blah, blah. Talking about all of this. And then what do we do? We end up pulling in front of the girl's house. And then so it's a huge house. So I'm thinking we're going to a different area of the house of, you know, people we hang out with. I go there and no one's there. So I'm forced to go upstairs and it's, you know, us. And I'm just like, oh, I just unblocked you, too. So <laughs> I guess it was, you know, meant to be. It was meant to be. Yeah, but that's the only person I've unblocked. Usually it's like a done deal if I went through that effort. Yeah, we have a, a friend in common. Who? One of the people I like the most, uh, Dicey. Oh, my birthday twin. Uh, you guys have the same birthday? The same birthday. Dicey is the more mature version of me. Yeah, I love Dicey. Yes. I think she's so great. I haven't seen her in a couple weeks, so I need to hit her up on Facebook and be like, where you been? She's been uh, doing a lot of shows, and she's been writing. She's getting uh, Common Law Wifey Season 2 started back up, and I'm actually in that. I don't know if you saw the first one. No, she oh. didn't even tell me about it. Um, it was released on YouTube. Um, common law life wifeys. It's pretty much a group of girls that are in common law relationships. So, which is really what the shows, the real shows, are about. Because no one's actually married. They're all just been together for years. So, yeah. When you watch Housewives, yeah, it's, it's like there's no housewives. Pretty much. So, uh, yeah, she's been working on that, and she's been doing shows like everywhere. So, but yeah, that she, I love Dicey. She, it's it's just like refreshing talking to you more mature because it's like she already know, she's not judging anything that I have to say about her to, to her because we have like the same brain kind of. Yeah. And she she's actually lived some life. Mm -hmm. She's not one of those people that's just like sitting on the sidelines. No. Watching everything nope. happen and judging. Mm -hmm. She's not a, she's not a judging person anyway, but it just it just makes it better that we're birthday twins. Shout out birthday twin. Yeah, shout out to Dicey. Yeah, yeah. You um. So, and I know that one time we were at uh, Wang's, Big Wang. Yeah, Big oh, Wang. You had your episode. No, that was <laughs> that's almost weekly that I have some kind of episode. But uh, when you were upset because you said some of the comics were because uh, I had just gotten there and I um, got there and you were the first comic on stage after I walked in the room and you were upset because you said some of the comics were just using their uh, stage time to be racist. Oh, it's so annoying. Um, you're an other, so you understand. It's like... I don't know, like, a lot of white comics, like, they don't know the difference between comedy 
and being an asshole. If you're just up there like saying shit and it's not funny, it's not like used in any type of way, it's like, why waste your breath? And I'm sitting here trying to figure out something specific that someone has said, but I think I just kind of like push it out of my mind. But it's just annoying because, you know, yeah, you know, who's to say what the line of comedy is, but if I'm feeling uncomfortable, then, you know, it's not something that you should be talking about. You know what's the best thing for me on that? Whenever something like bothers me, or I don't, which happens rarely now because I've been around so long and watching everybody do everything, and I see people come and go. Uh, one thing that's always comforting is I'm like, I look at certain people and I'm like, you're not gonna last anyway, so I don't really care. Yeah. Say your piece, you know, this is your one time to do it. But uh, the one thing I like to do, and this has always worked really well for me, is I will take out my notebook. And I will write down what got on my nerves about what they said. Mm-hmm. And I'll make a joke out of that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be a part of my act. But, you know, I don't take any part of their joke. It's just like, here's the thinking that I don't like. Uh, and then here's what I would say to that. You know what? I should try that because uh, I definitely do not know how to yet turn my anger into a joke. I, I when I'm if I'm. Thing, if I'm writing a joke, that's different. But in the situation, you know how like some of the best comics, if, if, if a heckler comes at them, they already mm-hmm. have something back to say. Or even if someone before them came in, I, it's very hard for me to be to um, figure out where the joining of being mean and it being a joke. Because if someone says something shitty, I'll just get up there and just curse them out. Yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out how in my brain power to you know faster be able to turn it into a joke because when i just curse somebody out then i'm the one that looks crazy yeah well that's what happens and i used to like kind of be similar you know uh but now i've gotten to the point where i can make it funny even if i do because the thing you'll find if you have a strong personality like you do is you'll find a way to do both yeah where you'll vent and at the same time it'll be funny for everybody to watch and uh, then eventually you can turn that into a joke. Like some of my best jokes do come from either people trolling me online, uh, you know, trying to say shit that's supposed to get on my nerves. I can't wait trolls. <laughs> I want some. The, the, you know, they're, like I've gotten to the point with trolls where I don't even deal with them anymore. Right. Like a lot of times I'll just block them or like it used to be fun. And you'll probably find the same thing. Like you'll have a minute where you'll have a lot of fun with them and you'll think it's fun to be silly and talk shit. And then someday, one day will come where you're just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm just going to block you. Yeah. I just, I just, um, like I look forward to like having stalkers and shit like that's (laughs) That's the type of fame that I know I'm going to have. So I'm like, when I got to get a security because someone's in my bushes, I've made it. And I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cheesing like when I when my wall my pictures on someone's wall and some 15 year old is jacking off to it like I'm excited for those times like I want to I want to be there. You're so ridiculous. (laughs) You can't wait until somebody's got a picture of you on the wall to jerk off to. Let's be clear. I'm not I'm not interested in the 15 year olds. I'm just happy that my picture can help them come. Yeah, yeah, no, I got that. I don't think anybody at home is gonna think that you were saying you want it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man it's 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 crazy but you know one thing i've learned about being here in la and one another thing and also what i had to re-realize while i was home for 10 days is that we don't celebrate 
everything that we do out here. Like, if you have a good show and you post it on Facebook, people want to make you feel bad. Like, oh, well, why are you always posting about your good show? Like, this is what Facebook is for. Facebook is for whatever you want to say. And if you want to, you know, be excited that you just had a hot three minutes and it was good, then be fucking excited about it. People make you feel less than for, you know, celebrating little victories. But if you don't celebrate the little victories, you'll literally lose your mind out here. Because some days, you know, all comics, we have these really dark days where you're like, why am I out here in L.A.? What have I been doing? Like, I I haven't accomplished anything. And you have to sit and realize, like, I perform every night. Yeah, some days all you have is a little victory. Yeah, every single night, whether it's an open mic whether it's a show and only two people are there, you're performing in Hollywood, in L.A., in Long Beach every night, and you're not from there. You know what I'm saying? That's already, like, something huge. And, you know, people make you feel like you're not allowed to be excited. I get excited when I do background acting. Other people are like, oh, people want to say they're an actor and it's background uh, am I acting? Because if I, if I wasn't acting, I could just sit there and be on my phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Every single thing that I do, I put my all in. And I get excited for it because not, it's, it's for my well-being and, like, for my family. They like to see that, you know, I'm out here actually doing shit. I really do feel like everything counts. Yeah. I really do. Like, when it, when it comes to... Cause you know, it, that's what eventually leads to a person being very successful. It's usually just a bunch of small stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's the occasional person that just hits out of nowhere. But that's rare. Even in L.A., it's rare. A lot of times when you hear somebody's, like, an overnight success, they've actually put 10 years in. Exactly. It's no not overnight. overnight. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's always good to appreciate everything and just be like, yeah, this is actually good including like you were saying the mics because yeah. i like last night i had a really fun set at uh trapped with the comics and in, oh, in lexington yeah aston i love that guy oh it's aston aston oh good thing i haven't say, i never say his name because i didn't know how to say it but now i know aston yeah ashton <laughs> Uh, oh, well, I'm sure he's used to getting Ashton just because, you know, people think Ashton like Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher yeah. But yeah, Ashton, uh, it was just a really fun set, you know. And uh, but again, that's just a mic. But to me, it was a fun set and I was happy for it at the end of the night. Yeah. it And, and it's crazy because like I, I'm like a, I, I wouldn't say I'm a part of any clique out here. I literally am everywhere and I try and talk to every group i i talk to the older comics i talk to the younger comics i talk to the new everybody and it's like only people that i don't respect are people that don't take it seriously there are certain people that come and you know they'll get up and waste the time of everybody at the mic and they do this every night i'm not sure why but those people that i don't respect if you're out here and you're grinding and you're and you're you know i cuz i see so many people's sets because i i not only run open mics, but because I'm at a bunch of open uh-huh. mics. And you can tell when people are working and putting their all into it. And if you are, then fucking kudos to you. I will never, when I get on, like, downgrade, oh, you're just an open mic mic or blah. 
it's a difference between you being an open micer and you just not giving a fuck and you just wasting time. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that a hundred percent. That's something I've said a million times that it to me it doesn't matter where you are in like how long you've been doing comedy, that kind of stuff. It's how serious you are, how dedicated you are to actually getting better. Because there are a lot of people that have started to use comedy as more like a social outlet. Exactly. And it's I like I'd hang out in a much more glamorous crowd. If I was just hanging out, my friends out to have hang money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't need to be hanging out <laughs> with you guys. If this were just for fun, no. it wouldn't be where I'm hanging out. No, and it's it's crazy because certain people that I've met, I probably would never talk to in real life, and those are some of the people I love the most. But you know, then there's some people that I wouldn't talk to if you weren't doing comedy yeah. at all. Period. Like not even. If we randomly got introduced and you're like, yeah, this is one thing I'll ask you about just because uh, it's a big deal. It was a big deal online the other day. You heard about the uh, Amy Schumer thing. Which one now? The latest one. I'm glad you saw that one too. So tired of hearing about this girl. Uh, Apparently, some comic posted because she's being cast in some Barbie like movie or whatever Mm. i'm not sure if it's an animation i didn't even look that far into it all i know is that somebody did a fat joke about amy schumer and then a bunch of people got mad about it and where are you with like when it comes to the quote-unquote body shaming and that kind of stuff okay uh i'm gonna say one thing that i hate that people say to me but it kind of really just fits she's a comic so you know i'm saying she kind of put herself out there for that Mm -hmm. and uh, I, I really honestly am not one to body shame somebody, but I really feel like if you call yourself fat and you have fat jokes, then you cannot get mad that somebody's calling you fat. If I call myself a dyke or I call myself whatever, I cannot get mad if someone says it back to me because I'm opening the door for it. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? On the other hand... I'm a big Kardashian fan. I'm like obsessed. I've like lost friendships over fighting for these bitches. And I don't agree with the body shaming that they do for them because they're not on stage talking about, oh yeah, well this and that. And yeah, my, my stomach, I look like I got twins. They're not on stage doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it, I'm a little hypocritical when it, when it comes to that. Yeah, but uh, no, I think that makes sense because that's what I've always felt about it. Like Amy Schumer has basically built a career off of saying I'm a bigger girl. And she doesn't say she's fat usually, but she does admit that she's not, you know, the Hollywood skinny. Yeah. And so like it's to me, if you build your career off of saying I'm empowering this type of thing, then you can't suddenly get upset when somebody else calls it out. And when did fat become an insult if you're describing somebody? Like, if you're fat, you're fat. It, I don't know the correct way to say Like, vagina sounds like a dirty word, but that's the word you use. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about someone's area, you're talking about their vagina. If I'm talking about some, if I'm describing someone, they're fat. Like, it's... I, I don't even I, I don't know how else to describe them. Yeah, no, I posted on Facebook last night uh, something like uh, I hear a lot of L.A. open micers are mad because somebody said Amy Schumer was fat. And I was like, but she is fat. So I don't understand the controversy. And then today, because, you know, that went to my Twitter as well. And then today I wake up to a tweet from Lunell that says, like, you know, 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm fat and I don't, you know what if I mean? If they said you die, you fat bitch, you're too fat to be alive, then I can understand that. Like, that's horrible. You don't say that to somebody. But if you're, you just got to love yourself, honestly. And being out here, I've always been the smallest person in the group. And I'm, and it's plenty of times where I'm the biggest one in the room. You know what I'm saying? And I just have to feel comfortable with myself because I know that I'm in LA where the standards are different. And I know, what what profession that I chose and at the end of the day you're what matters yeah like my opinion is what my opinion of me is, is what only matters. One that matters yeah so it's like I can't be getting upset because you say something about me well exactly what I put was so I guess some LA open micers are upset because somebody called Amy Schumer fat but she is fat so I don't understand the controversy and then Lunell responded with right I'm fat too it is what it is which, it is what it is. Either do something to change it or move on. Yeah, I just can't. I can't with these people. And, and I wonder what what bar what Barbie movie is she gonna be in though? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, uh, yeah, you is it like for the new plus size Barbie? Bitch, you ain't Barbie. <laughs> you're not Barbie size. <laughs> Bitch, we all know what Barbie look like, and you're not Barbie. Yeah. I'm sorry to tell you, but you're just not. She's not Barbie. And honestly, I'm ready for some pretty funny bitches to 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 get out here. And I was overhearing a conversation. I overhear conversations all the time because I'm nosy as fuck. So just, you know, if you if I'm around, just know I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't listen to information to like, you know, tell it. But yeah. I just got to know because it's like my stories. Um, if I'm around, just know I'm just listening. Know I'm You're listening. stupid. But, um. <laughs> Oh, I fucking forgot. Oh, yeah. I was listening to her talking about how, yeah, pretty girls never get on and da-da-da-da. And, you know, let's fucking change that. Like, uh, fuck, just because you're attractive don't mean you can't be funny. It really doesn't. And I'm and I'm really tired of hearing that shit. I, I really am. I'm tired of hearing girls aren't funny and all this other shit. Like, there's a, a demographic for everybody. And right now, I can't think of a black female comedian that is out that's killing it and i'm trying to come for that spot you know who uh is doing it right now uh tiffany haddish tiffany haddish is killing it but she's killing it in movies yeah that's what i just mean like stand like do people like think of her she's shooting she's going to be shooting her special coming up oh well then i take that back then yeah but uh, there's always room for another but she's a beautiful tiffany i love tiffany she's when I saw Tiffany get on stage and start twerking it just made me feel better about life because (laughs) I know that one of the main things people like they give you so many rules to women before you get on stage and like if you talk to me regularly I do the absolute most and sometimes like when in like maybe like the whole first year and a half kind of I'm getting on stage and I'm not being myself because I'm thinking of all the fucking rules and I saw her perform and I'm like, fuck these rules. Yeah. She doesn't pay attention to the fuck rules, these nor rules. should she. She's hilarious. I love her. And I love that people always call me Tiffany Haddish's little sister. Whenever I guess because I'm the only other, like, she's the only black woman that people really know right now that's doing shit. So every time I do something, I'm like, who is this Tiffany Haddish? And I'm like, okay, you know, if you're going to compare me. Then, yeah. Great yeah, person to be compared bitch. to. She's beautiful and she's funny. Yeah, so. man. She, uh, she used to do a uh, host... San Manuel for Laugh Factory, mm. San Manuel Casino, and that's a no- notoriously tough room. 
and she just used to rock it every, all the time. People used to come out specifically to see her. Honestly, I just love anybody that is themselves unapolog- unapologetically. I sound like I need Ebonics, I know, but no. <laughs> I can't say You this. sound like you just woke up, <laughs> which is what Certain happened. Certain words I don't use sometimes <laughs> because my mouth just blubbers over them. But yeah, like anybody that is themselves and doesn't give a fuck, I love reasons I love Lindsay Jennings. People say stuff about that bitch. That bitch is herself. Oh, I love Lindsay she Jennings. She gives zero fucks. And I love that. Anybody that is themselves no matter what. Like, I never have to guess if I can speak to Lindsay or not. Uh-huh. Never have to guess it. Every time I see her, it's the same. Hey, what's up? Uh, uh. Yeah, she's for anybody at home that doesn't know Lindsay Jennings, she's a suicide girl. Uh, she's an actual suicide girl. And she's a comic, and she also does uh, the rap battles. Wasn't it? Yeah, she does the rap battles and the roast battles. Yeah, she's, and that's the thing that I like about her most is she is absolutely fearless. She's always down to do something. Yeah. It's always like you throw something new at her, she's just going to improv it. She's going to make it happen. And we're actually uh, hosting a show together in New York, so that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, what what's going on in New York? When is it? Give me the details. Uh, December 22nd, 8 p.m. at the Five Spot in Brooklyn. We will be putting on uh, Santa Babies, which is a comedy show. But it's not just a show. It's an experience. <laughs> so I'm fucking excited. Is there going to be some dancing? There's going to be some dancing. <laughs> musical <and> number. <laughs> there is going to be a musical number. And actually, we will be debuting the musical number at Show Up, Go Up. December 11th before we do it in New York we're gonna do it here the um, musical number so I'll be in town so I'll check out you might want to come just think of uh, Mean Girls meet DMC run DMC yeah no that's that's that's, great yeah I'm excited I didn't know you and Lindsay were working together yeah I like both of you guys yeah we're both from New York so we're both from Long Island actually and I didn't realize that she was from Long Island, even though her area code is. Mm -hmm. And um, the past two times I was in New York, both times we had just missed each other. So I was like, you know, why don't we do a show when we come for the holidays? Like, why not? So it's scary as fuck to be, you know, producing a show and promoting a show that you're and you don't live there. But it's we're going to do it. Yeah, no, I'm sure you guys, you guys both have personalities and can actually get people to pay attention. So you guys, I'm sure you guys will have a fun show and a great show. Yeah, it's going to it's going to I'm really excited. I'm really excited. So that's December 22nd, December 22nd and December 11th. We'll be at the comedy store for show up, go up. Okay. yeah, I think we're opening it up. I'm not sure. I think we're opening it up. For anybody that doesn't know, December 11th, 11 p.m. in the Comedy Store, the Belly Room. That's show up, go up. So if you guys want to get a preview of what Jasmine and Lindsay Jennings are going to be doing, uh, we're about ready to get out of here. So uh, where where can people find you? Do you have a website yet or is it just Facebook or what's going on? Um, yes, you can find me at www.jasminelee.com. And that's J-A-S-M-I-N. L-E-I-G-H. And I'm real Jasmine Lee on everything else. J-A-S-M-I-N-L-E-I-G-H. Just remember, no E on the Jasmine. And you can Google me, bitches. <laughs> yeah, Google Jasmine Lee. And then every Wednesday? Every Wednesday, WTF Wednesday, um, at the Next Stage Theater. But we are working on uh, 
moving to a new venue come January. So I'm excited about that. I need some liquor sales. So <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to. You don't need liquor sales. You need liquor. I don't liquor. need liquor sales. You I need, just need liquor. liquor. I know what you need. I just feel <laughs> I like <laughs> Next Stage Theater, you know, I got, I got it up and running. And I feel like it's time for me to. Get some drinks. To get some drinks in there and, you know, just step it up a notch. Yeah, no, you deserve it. If I hear of anything, I'll let you know if I hear of any spots that are looking to get a show or, um, yeah, I'm glad we got to chat. I'm so glad, too. This was great. Everybody, you can find me on uh, at (laughs) americasfavoritefag.com or you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere you need to. Ty Rivera, spell it any way you want. Google will correct you. Uh, oh, <laughs> I need to get like him then. <laughs> Thanks a lot, you guys. Uh, I appreciate you listening. And thank you, Jasmine, for making it out. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was-